Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. This is episode 60. I'm starting a three-part series with today's episode, and the overarching theme is make your move. Some of you I know have been wondering about making a career move, thinking about making a career move, uh, thinking about asking for a promotion. Uh, Maybe you're in a job search and you're just kind of stuck, like you can't make a move or you're confused about what move to make. So I'm gonna help you navigate all of those scenarios with making your move. And today I want to start with a little bit of a, a little bit of a story. So you know how sometimes the day you're going to go get your hair done you're having a good hair day. Isn't that crazy how that happens? You know, you've been frustrated for days, weeks, who knows, if you're like me, you kind of put that stuff off as long as possible. But the day you go, man, it's just working for you. And now you wonder, maybe I don't really have to get my hair done. Of course, you're going to follow through because you set the appointment. That's not the point. But sometimes it happens at your job too. Like when you go in and you have a really bad day, but when you think about making a move, when you think about doing a job search, the thoughts are, you know, it's not so bad. Yeah, I, you know what? It's probably going to get better. This is temporary. Maybe you get into even a little bit deeper kinds of things. Like, yeah, but if I leave... How's everything going to get done? Who's going to take care of my team? Who's going to be between my team and that difficult person? When you are asking these kinds of questions of yourself, I want you to think about how that is helping you. Because you know that if you decide to cancel your hair appointment, The next day, it's going to be awful again. You know that eventually you're going to have another run-in with that toxic person, or you're going to feel undervalued, or you're going to feel like your potential is capped off. I want you to start to use those as an opportunity to observe. Witnessing is everything. We know this because of quantum theory. This thing called the observer effect is the idea that the very act of observing and measuring something changes it in some way. The outcome changes. It changes the result. When you're looking at the molecules or the particles, whatever those things are, I'm not a science geek, but I love the theory. I love the idea that when these things are observed, they change. 
And the very idea that you are taking some time to observe your thoughts, to observe your career, to observe where you are today is the first step of making your move. It's not that hard. It really isn't. But it does take being a witness, an observer of your brain. It does take paying attention to what is happening and changing even the language that you're using. That's a first step, I think, of observation, is paying attention to the stories that you're telling yourself. Sometimes those stories serve you and sometimes they don't. Are they serving you towards your move or are they making you stay where you know you've been unhappy for a very long time? The thought that maybe it's going to get better. How many times have you thought that and how many times has it gotten better? And here's a really poisonous thought. I should leave. I should change. Shoulds do not work, my friend. They do not. It's kind of like the Yoda, you know, uh, there is no try, (laughs) right? There is no should. Should just keeps you stuck where you are. Should is always out there somewhere in the future instead of making the change, making the move that you want to make real and present and now. So let's, let's talk about the now versus the past and the future. So if you listen to uh, Eckhart Tolle, he's one of my favorites, and many other teachers will talk about being in the present moment and the now. The now is really all we have. However, we do often um, look to our past as evidence of what's possible in the future. In the present moment, there really isn't a future, and the past is just part of your imagination. We'll get to that a little deeper in a minute. You only have the present moment. But it is true that we often look to our past as evidence of what's possible in the future. And when we are doing that, our past stories get perpetuated in the future. Now, that isn't necessarily a bad thing. I am coaching my clients all the time to look for evidence in their past that shows them what they can do in the future. It's kind of like when I suggest that you apply to roles that you're 60% qualified to do. One of the key components of that coaching is that when you got that new thing, when you were given that new project, when you took on that additional responsibility, you probably weren't 100% qualified to do it. But someone saw your potential. You felt a little bit of that potential inside yourself. So you said yes, and you went for it. I want you to leverage the past for evidence of those kinds of things and perpetuate those stories in the future. But what if your thoughts about your past aren't helping you make your move? 
well, it's always been this way. I've never been able to get the promotion I want. I've never been able to make the money that I wanted to make. Those statements are getting perpetuated in your present and ultimately your future. But if our past is just imagination, it's just what you're choosing to tell yourself, it's just what you're focusing on, you can rewrite that if necessary. It's amazing what happens when my clients start writing down accomplishments. And it's not easy in the beginning because no one really teaches us to look at the day-to-day stuff that we do as a result or an accomplishment. It's your role and responsibility, right? Roles and responsibilities, that's always the headline on those job descriptions. But those things, those bullet points, those are actually results that you are creating day in and day out. And they have impact and they are contribution. And so when you start paying attention to those, as hard as it is in the beginning, you will start to find more and more and more. This is the kind of evidence that I want you to be looking for. This is the way I want you to rewrite your past. A past that's actually overcoming the odds. A past that tackled problems and did things when you were uncertain about the result. Taking the chance on yourself. That's a good one. How about taking a chance on yourself? So good. You can observe and measure and look at your past and it will, depending on how you measure that, if you measure it as success instead of measuring it as failure, either way, the observation and measurement of it is going to reflect in your future. So I want you to be thinking of it as success, thinking about it as resilience, think about it and rewrite the story of your past in a positive light because it's going to affect where you go from here in your move. And trust me, We'll get into part two and part three here where I talk a little bit about motivation and I talk about what to do to make it happen. When you start looking at your past and rewriting that narrative, changing the meaning that you've assigned to your past, I realize it's not that easy to go from everything is horrible to everything is rainbows and unicorns. That's where intentional thinking can come into play. And you can actually give yourself some space to move towards that better thought process. Like, what if it is possible to make the money I want to make? What if it is possible to leverage the accumulation of value that I have um, created over the course of my career and aim that at a career pivot, at the transition that I've been thinking of? What if it actually is possible 
to leave this toxic environment and be happy somewhere else. Those what if it is possible kinds of bridge thoughts can be incredibly powerful. Again, because it's observing the possibility of something new. Here's another really interesting thing. When you're focused on where you're headed, the evidence that it's happening will always be there for you. This is an incredible reality because we kind of get what we look for. It just happens that way. So when you start focusing on um, where you're heading, then those possibilities, those opportunities, those options start to become visible to you and available to you. It starts to feel a little bit inevitable. And I think I talked about this last week, this belief triad of impossible to possible to inevitable. And inevitable really does change your approach to things. I'll tell you a little story here. A while back in my career, uh, we were relocating and I had given my two weeks notice at my job. Now, a little bit of backstory on this job. I got hired and within three months, I was the senior employee. And I had gone from just being a sales clerk to the office manager. Now, I'm a high achiever. You guys know that about me already. But that was a pretty fast turnaround. And part of it was my talent, I'll say. But the other part of it was people were quitting right and left because we were working for someone that yelled at us on a regular basis and just made work really challenging. And so because I had given my two weeks notice and I was moving out of state, I had asked if I could take a longer lunch because I wanted to have a longer lunch with my sister and was moving in a couple weeks. And the response was not a pleasant one from my boss. It was kind of something like, I don't care what you do. Very disrespectful and really just, you know, kind of, trust me, I'd, I'd hit my limit, okay? <laughs> but why did I hit my limit? And we all have them. Part of why I hit my limit was because my departure was inevitable. I knew I was going. When you decide in the role that you're doing now that isn't a great fit, where you're not happy and you're not appreciated and you're not achieving everything you want, when you decide that your departure is inevitable, man, things change. It doesn't mean you're going to do what I did back then, which was come back from lunch and because I was the office manager, I was doing all the payroll. So I basically typed up my check, asked my boss to sign it, and left. I'm not suggesting that is the action you take when it becomes inevitable for you. But what I am saying is once you just decide that it's inevitable, 
It doesn't actually have to be that you've given your two weeks notice. You can decide at any point that I'm done here. My departure is inevitable. It's a game changer for the motivation that you have and the actions that you'll take. But first, you have to observe. You have to listen to the stories that you're telling yourself. And you have to make a deliberate decision to rewrite those stories, to change that narrative in your head from being stuck to possibly making a change. From changing that thought that they can't do without me or what will my team do to I come first. My happiness matters. Listen, my friends, if the last few years and events that are going on in 2022 have taught us anything, it's that we need to make the changes we want to make. That it's not too late and that the change you want to make actually matters. It matters for you. It matters for your future. And not doing it is denying yourself a really great gift for you because you deserve to be happy. You deserve to love your work life. I've said it many times that I believe we're wired for community and contribution. That can happen in a lot of different places. But for 25 to 30 to 40% of the time, that community and contribution is happening in your work life. So if you're ready to make your move, start with observing what's going on now and just in the observation of it, things will start to change. Next time, we'll talk about how to move from observation to motivation. So in the meantime, make your observations, start paying attention to your thoughts, and start choosing inevitability, and start rewriting your past in a way that makes the future you envision for yourself possible, if not inevitable. All right. I'll talk to you next time. If you like listening to this podcast and you are going to love my program, Job Search Field Guide, this is a unique opportunity. I offer group coaching alongside a five-step process to help you land a job quickly. So I hope you will join me in Job Search Field Guide. This is going to be revolutionary to your career journey and your job search, and you get lifetime access. So find it at elisashuck-careercoach.com, and I will see you there.